Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Benedict. And I'm Brian. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on by fixing heaters. Today is October 27th, and I'm feeling better. This is episode number 64, and I'm feeling overwhelmed. Dude, you've got... Good to hear you're feeling, you're feeling better. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's still a, it's not like solved or anything. Obviously I don't think anybody would expect to hear that, but, um, it was pretty therapeutic just to kind of get all that, you know, out of my head, um, and just, uh, just share. Yeah, man, just feeling in a, in a pretty low point. Um, but a lot, I mean, a handful of people reached out, um, really really kind and encouraging and um yeah because somebody somebody emailed and or uh yeah messaged me on twitter and was just like hey i've been listening from the beginning hang in there you know etc cetera, etc cetera, and had a good back and forth conversation with them where i was just like hey just give me some honest feedback here it, are are you getting tired of you know me just showing up each week and not having progress um like why are you still listening and their feedback was well that's that's kind of the whole point is that's where i feel like i'm at right now you know is also just trying to you know stay at it just stick with it um and it's like that's kind of that's really encouraging to hear somebody else in the same position you know as opposed to just listening to somebody's you know success story um, like it kind of offers a different, <laughs> a different point of view. Like you're still in the thick of it. Like, okay, cool. Let's keep, we'll keep, we'll keep at it. Keep doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I also got some feedback from, from people who apparently they enjoyed the episode. So, um, I feel like we were both mostly whining during that episode. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, uh, you know, to, to think is, is, is this contributing to the overall conversation? Um, and is it, yeah, is it, is it good for the, for the community? And, you know, several people mentioned, it was like, that was an extremely riveting episode because of what y'all were talking about. So yeah, thanks for the, thanks for the feedback. Thanks for the encouragement. Y'all appreciate it. Yeah, Sticking yeah, with it. Thanks. So feeling, feeling better, feeling better, but but still slow and steady man yeah what's kind of what's got you what's got you feeling overwhelmed uh it's tuesday <laughs> i feel like <laughs> tuesdays are just overwhelming these days um yeah. lots of calls as always mm -hmm. um and uh, then trying to fit like actual work in in between those things yeah. um yeah which is almost never works out or at least it's not well, like trying to get the task done within an hour between calls. Right. Right. It's like even if you get it done, it's just not an, an enjoyable experience because every single single little load roadblock you run into just like <sighs> makes you more annoyed than it should be. And like mm -hmm. um yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah. Whatever. Um, so yeah, it's Tuesday, and but still, like uh, even the entire last week was a little bit 
I still have this like constant uh, base stress level of like there's so much to do and I don't have enough time mm -hmm. for anything. Um, and I just had a hard time really focusing on a single thing last week and mm -hmm. was mostly jumping, jumping between things. This time, at least this particular week, I, I try to not work on anything critical or not deploy anything critical. So I can yeah, at, least, yeah. at least my not being focusedness uh, doesn't break projection again. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that worked. Um, but yeah, so mm. got a bunch of stuff done, but it wasn't, I feel like I... I'd rather work on on big bigger chunks of work mm. than little things here and there, and just jumping between tasks. It's Interesting. Not are the, not a super enjoyable experience. Are the things that you're? Oh yeah. Well, okay. Are are the things that you're working on or that you feel the most stress about? Are they like backend DevOps? You know, keep keep the lights on, keep the servers running, and keep the you know keep everything from getting overwhelmed again is it that sort of stuff or is it user-facing feature development that you're feeling the most stress about it's a little bit of everything like last week there weren't that many backend related things as i said like i didn't touch anything that could potentially break so that was fine but like, there's so many things going on with um mm -hmm. with just like marketing activities seo mm -hmm. stuff um as i said we, we're working kind of trying to figure out if if we have a mark uh, an activation problem and if we do how to solve it um we launched uh um, the, the the concierge setup campaign yeah. last week um so far the feedback is well non-existent mostly um still surprises so, me yeah uh, we're basically giving away stuff for free, but nobody wants the free stuff, I guess. <laughs> uh, we have one call booked tomorrow, but that only happened because we reached out to a, a lead that churned a while ago, basically stating they don't have the time to to work on this. So we decided, yeah. so yeah. let's explicitly reach out to them and they were up for it. So hopefully hopefully that works because it would be cool, cool account. It's I think they, they have a... A bunch of users and um yeah it would just be a good a good fit and uh, a decent sized company um mm -hmm. but because like we we didn't get anything back from that or not no feedback from that i started like manually reaching out to everyone who is either in the trial or re recently um converted into a paid account but isn't sending data or it doesn't have active campaigns Mm -hmm. uh, just emailing them asking hey why what's what's going on uh, but feedback on that has also not been great I, I think one person replied basically saying yeah i was planning to integrate it today um which they did and everything's working apparently so mm -hmm. uh, no no problems to learn from in that that particular case um, but also looking at the other, uh, at least some of the the other companies or people I, I emailed, I'm I'm still not sure if this really is an activation problem or if our paid ads were just like not targeted enough because some of like, it was obvious that 
they the, the trial converted and they're now paying but they're not they're not even remotely a good fit for what we do and what yeah what they do like we had a consulting agency sign up for it with no obvious it wasn't even like from the first look i wasn't even sure if they're actually doing software <laughs> so i don't know one one was a company who's building robots like okay physical industrial robots yeah and i i, I had a hard time figuring out what they might use user list for and um, I emailed them regardless, but I haven't heard back. So my, my, my feeling is that maybe they expected something else and just signed up with the company credit card and then forgot about it. And now we are recharging their card. But And, uh, and they both of those examples signed up from, from paid ads? Uh, that's actually something I should probably double check. But that, that wasn't my assumption. At least it, it would fit with... Uh, they signed up during the like while yeah. the campaigns were running, and the fact that they are so out of the the target audience makes me think that they probably were searching for something like mm -hmm. that matched the keywords, but were looking yeah. for something totally different. Um, right on. Yep. And yeah. and so those those two companies are either probably a really bad or either a really bad fit. And yeah. signed up for something that they're, or they, they thought they were signing up for something else, or that could be pretty interesting to figure out what in the world is a consultancy <laughs> signing up for user list for, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. There could be some unexpected, there could be yeah. some uh, little unexpected seam there that you could mine. Yeah, uh, if you only know. they'd reply to our emails. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Which makes me again think that, I mean, if they were actually looking to solve a problem or mm -hmm. really wanted to use UserList to solve this particular problem, I'd expect them to be a little bit more responsive. <laughs> or, or I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, hard to tell. Like, I mean, my gut feeling is they are just not a good fit and didn't know what they signed up for. Well, yeah, and I mean, and that could and that could certainly be true, um, uh, but it would almost seem like because you you were mentioning last week and maybe the last week uh, and maybe the week before that you know the growth and numbers are not where you know you and and Jane really want things to be, and so it could it could be that you're fishing in the wrong pond. You know, yeah, yeah, maybe, but I'm not entirely sure if we're ready to overthrow, uh, well, change pawns yet. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but it's a good thought. Maybe, maybe you have to think more about this. Um, because right now we're totally built for SaaS applications and yeah. everything, yes, everything totally. is targeted towards SaaS applications, right? right. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe there's maybe it's a good idea to think at, about it at least. But yeah, I mean, it it, it again <laughs> is dependent upon getting enough of those folks, yeah, that are unexpected, you know, signed up, and getting enough of them on the phone to be, you know, yeah, yeah, a, a, to pull trustworthy and actionable. So, so far. So far, we get most interactions from the people who are actually a good fit for the 
for the niche or actually out of the niche uh, uh, or well inside that inside a target group so yeah um, that's what I've been doing um, over the last week and we'll keep doing like just like every couple of days check in there and see what what people are like which which of the customers are, are not properly activating and try to find mm -hmm. out what the problem is yeah What else you got, man? Yeah, trying to think what what else was going on last week. Um, <laughs> I I promised that we launch uh, the new podcast today. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, yeah. There are still a couple of to dos that we haven't uh, we haven't finished. Um, plan is to finish them either later today and then maybe still launch it today but uh, mm -hmm. I think it will probably be the end of the week or something like that um, there's not much left but um, the net uh, the website needs some more polishing um, and mm -hmm. uh, we have set up um, well the podcast hosting tool and, and tie everything together submit it to iTunes and Spotify and whatnot and mm -hmm. Yeah, that's still pending. So, not launching it today, but hopefully, hopefully by the end of the week. How did how did y'all end up deciding that? Are you just going to roll out one episode per week, even though you're kind of planning to do it in seasons? You're going to be yeah. rolling them out as you. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We we will probably. I think two episodes are produced, fully produced by now. Um, so we, maybe we we launched them together. Not entirely sure, but um, yeah. After that, that's one per week, um, and I think it's eight or nine episodes, mm -hmm. and that's it for the first season. And then we see. Uh, still, yeah, I still think that's yeah. a really smart way of going about it. It just seems like you're not signing yourself up for this. You know, yeah, the treadmill of like yeah, producing yeah. more content over and over and right. over. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, hopefully that that kind of works. At least uh, hopefully it brings some backlinks, maybe it brings some more eyes on the product. Mm -hmm. Um we we hired someone on Upwork to do um basically do recaps of the of the episodes. So she's she's handling all the production basically, sending it over to to the audio editing team and um, listens to the episodes, uh, writes the show notes, writes a relatively in-depth recap, like um, with with quotes and uh, summaries and oh, yeah, nice. plan us to have like some good actually well searchable yeah. content on the website oh. as well. So hopefully that will help with um, what's with backlinks and per, SEO and stuff like that. Yeah, how much per episode is that going to be? Uh, how, how much it costs, or yeah, yeah. yeah how, to be honest, I I am not entirely sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's just yeah, it's really interesting as a you know to have somebody else completely handle writing out really good. Recap. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. Go ahead. It's it's all the stuff you you kind of want to do but don't want to do. Yeah. Like don't want to uh -huh. spend time on, and um. Jane has been really starting to do more of this of just like 
delegating the task that she mm. doesn't like doing <laughs> and uh, i think i still struggle with that part uh, like delegating stuff i don't want to do to others uh, still doesn't come easy for me but um mm. she started uh, started a good process there and basically hiring people on upwork um giving out sample projects and then trying to find uh, uh diamonds in the rough that are yeah Right. undercharging a lot <laughs> yep <laughs> and uh it, it kind of in, in a way we're kind of uh, probably a little bit exploiting them but uh, i mean they set the price not us <laughs> mm-hmm. um but uh yeah we have this this one lady doing the um the podcast editing for us we got someone else who's basically researching competitors right now um so we can build up uh, alternative two pages for the website and those are all tasks that we know we have to do, but yeah. neither Jay nor me are super excited to, to do them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that would be really interesting to see how, you know, how usable the output of that particular thing is. So like that, the idea is you're saying, here's, here's our, here's our product. Here's an example of one of these alternative two pages that we want to create. And now here's a list of our competitors and just see how, accurately they put together the bullet point comparisons that's basically yeah, the job yeah basically we, we prepared a spreadsheet listing out features that we think are relevant to the niche mm-hmm. and then basically have this 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 grid of yes we do this uh, no we don't don't do this like it, the list includes features that user list doesn't support either and mm-hmm. then they're just going through um Trying to figure out if the particular competitor is doing this and checking off the boxes in the in the spreadsheet. And I think they also write a um, a summary of like a conclusion, like is this tool a good fit for this particular use case or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the plan is to use that spreadsheet to generate um, landing pages from that for those nice. uh, for those competitors. I'm trying to think, and I'm tr- I'm pulling it up right now. I think it was Process Kit that had, pr- yes, okay, maybe some of the best alternative two pages I have seen, and it is Process Kit. Um, it's only got three here versus Process Kit versus Asana, Process Street, and Trello. I thought I had a few more, but um, man, just a really great job by brian castle on just the the outline of them the design the copy flow is so good um they're just killer so that there's something about just as you're talking that just seems interesting to yeah have that have a template get it filled in at least get some of the you know just go, going from nothing to something is sometimes the hard part on those projects and then you start putting it into a landing page and oh this word should be this and You've got a little bit more insight into exactly how the market should will we'll yeah. read things, yeah. But you know, putting that final polish on it rather than doing all the legwork up front, just <laughs> yeah, and especially like researching <laughs> all of that just doesn't feel like a super exciting task. Mm, I like, yeah. uh, I really like uh, Brian's uh, two pages, especially that he pulls in verified uh, reviews from the competitors on on G two. Yeah, yeah, that's a really smart thing. Just yeah. mine them for stuff that people don't like. Yep, and uh, put those put those on the page. <laughs> that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, 
like when it so just to give an example for the listeners like on process kit versus trello he's got on the left trello doesn't do repeating tasks and the review the verified review on g2 it would be great to be able to create templates for repeating tasks on the right process kit built it will work um and just an example of how you can do that exact thing it's pretty pretty brilliant it's really well yeah, done yeah yeah that's yeah. true check them out people um okay so yeah so you're gonna that that works getting outsourced a couple other things yeah uh the other big thing that was on our minds uh, for a couple of weeks now is um we're thinking about redoing our pricing nice um mostly like the main driver behind this is especially on the larger accounts we're having a hard time upgrading people from one account to the next like mm -hmm. if they if they cross their limit um the jump between plans is pretty significant on the especially on the larger plans it's okay from the from the basic 49 to growth i think it's uh, 99 so there's a 50 dollar jump which is well it's a jump but it's okay but mm -hmm. for example on from um from our scale plan at 229 to the high okay. volume at 499 it's more than double and well yeah okay it's a big so, jump so you have 49.99 229 yeah. and 499 yeah. and you're saying the most difficult jump is between 229 and 499 yeah and between 99 and 229 um basically the jumps that are more than three digits <laughs> mm -hmm. um those uh well people are super super clingy to their current plan at those stages which makes sense i mean then they're not getting not really getting more value out of the tool it's just like because they are growing uh their user count is growing so they yeah should pay more because they're potentially sending more messages but like they the, there's not not more added value in that sense so we're thinking about changing our pricing to a more flexible model that doesn't have tiers anymore, okay. uh, but uh, just a base price and then charge a fee for every thousand users above the base limit. And uh, the idea there is like combine that with automatic upgrades, which we don't do right now, especially mm -hmm. for the reason of like the jumps are pretty steep and. Uh, when we upgrade people or tell people to upgrade direction is usually either they cancel right away because they're like, okay. yeah, no, at that price point, I can't afford it. <clears throat> or they ask us to remove a bunch of their users based, usually they create a segment. Mm -hmm. like, ah, this, mm -hmm. this bunch of users, ah, they, I don't really care about them. Please remove them. Yeah. Um, so the idea is with the new pricing model, as well as, automated upgrades uh, we basically calculate their usage every month or even every day and adjust their 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 plans accordingly that will make the transition between yeah between between the plans much more gracefully and more mm -hmm. gradual and mm -hmm. avoid those steps i mean eventually it will probably still get too expensive for people but we can basically <laughs> max it out over time well yeah no, i mean it'll be a, it'll be it'll just be a steadier 
incline is, yeah, the, is yeah. the idea because they also the, the the plants go from a thousand users to five thousand users to twenty thousand users to fifty thousand users. So yeah. that jump between five thousand and twenty thousand, if you just kind of go with them, you know, yeah. nine bucks per month, you know, yeah, yeah. just it does seem like it'd be like it should shock. make things easier and not mm-hmm. as as shocking and mm-hmm. all, all those nice things. And we're thinking about doing. Um, $79 for the base price. So basically increasing the base price a little okay. bit because right now it starts at 49, 49. and then doing $9 per thousand users on top of that. Mm-hmm. And did some, <laughs> we built some crazy spreadsheets just to see like <laughs> how would this affect customers? And yeah. um, turns out like at the, especially on the higher plans, I think from the growth at 99 and up, it it basically gets cheaper for those plans, at mm-hmm. least a little bit. Like it's not not a lot, but it gets a little bit cheaper, because yeah, they am, they are basically easing into the plan and not like upgrading and then have an insanely high limit that they are nowhere near. Yeah, right. And um, so for most people, it will get cheaper, but overall revenue for us is actually increasing a little bit. And once we actually upgrade like existing customers on the $49 plan, then of course, yeah, mm-hmm. that would also move the needle a bit. But um, probably not doing that right from the start. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a bit. It's it's again, it's a big change. But I feel like, especially on the on the higher plans, on the larger plans, will solve a little bit of the problems we're having because right, right. now. Even the even the the emotional and uh, stress component of having to manually upgrade one of those larger accounts is it's not a nice experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine. I imagine. What's the so? What's the thought process on making the base the base account seventy nine rather than just keeping your base account at forty nine and going at plus nine per thousand from there? Uh, yeah, we thought about that as well. Uh, we just, honestly, we just want to give it a try. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, like, um, we had a $9 startup plan and uh, yep. uh, as I mentioned, yep. like it didn't really increase signups by a lot. It improved the trial to paid conversion a little bit, but not like activation is like still a problem because at $9 people just don't care. It's not mm. not big enough of a number, um, and um, the the thesis is that raising it to seventy nine would still not really change anything, but of course it's thirty dollars more per user, um, which would be nice. <laughs> You're saying, yeah, if if there's there's this you know range where you know anybody who's at at nine dollars, it didn't increase your 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 signups yeah. enough to, to matter and yeah. so cool we can get rid of that and we're just going to start at 49 uh, i wonder anybody who will pay 49 will pay 79 and we start everybody there that's the hypothesis right now yeah that's yeah. the hypothesis yeah. like just give it a try um and that's exactly what we're going to do um i basically spent last week uh experimenting with the stripe api a little bit to figure out how to how to do this and i think we found mm-hmm. a good solution um 
I implemented like the automatic measurements of your user count because we do yep. like uh, high watermark um, measurements. So if you add a thousand users per month, then you're and even if you remove 500 of them afterwards, you will build for a thousand because that's the highest watermark you had in there. So I built that last week. Um, basically added support to allow like the new pricing model and the old pricing model to work uh, together or in, in parallel. And um, the next thing we're going to do is redo the the, the pricing page and uh, just like have new new trials sign up on those on those new flexible plans just to figure out is 79 working or is nobody signing up at 79 or <laughs> yeah what yeah. happens um, and see what happens and then after that if that's kind of working we'll probably start migrating people over one by one just on those plans where like especially the larger plans where it makes sense instead of Instead of making an upgrade to the to the extremely large plan, just ease them into those new plans. And for everyone else, I, I feel like, uh, especially the people on the $49 plan, for those it would be a price increase. And we're probably waiting with that until until the company's tracking feature is out there. So they they get a better product and then hopefully are also able, uh, willing to to pay a little bit more more for that yeah so that's the plan right now fun <laughs> fun experimenting with pricing yeah oh man that's uh, i yeah. feel like i want to experiment more with pricing but yeah. it's always a question of what do you do with the existing customers yeah like you you can't experiment and then always adjust pricing for all all existing customers because like depending on what you do you might wipe away a lot of mrr that you already got mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. again also feels unfair to sell the product way cheaper than what people currently using the product are are paying and yeah i don't know also yeah. raising prices and then <laughs> lowering them again a couple of weeks mm -hmm. after is also kind of a shitty move so there's a little bit of tension there yeah there's t totally there's tons of tension around changing pricing experimenting with pricing compared to just tinkering with features and i mean everybody says and you know completely agree however much you're experimenting with your pricing it's probably not enough <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. um and that's so true and i i get the advice on that um especially but i mean because you got to think like you know whatever your mrr is right now and you know kind of being married to the people who are paying that your existing customers it's a drop in the bucket you know com compared to where you want the company to be yeah and yeah. so it's it's hard to look at it as well we just gotta we gotta put a little bit of that on the line so that we can go from you know this one percent where we're at right now up to our, the full mm -hmm. potential but I, that i get that you know get that in theory <laughs> that this, the the little you know the little thing that you're holding right now and is it's just a tiny little sliver of of what the future potential is supposed to be so yeah you you got to mess around with it yeah. but at the same time like 
you know these people's names. They're your customers. And, <laughs> you know, like, hey, we're going to lower your... Pr- Actually, no, we, we're going to lift it back up. We're going to... Well, we're going to lower it again because that didn't really work out. It's that... Yeah, yeah. And you so, don't want 22, 22 different types of pricing models in your database. Like, that's annoying. Yeah, that's annoying as well. You can maintain well. that. Yeah, yeah. So... So I guess, yeah, the strategy is to experiment a little first. And once we, like, just with new accounts and once we figure out a model that works, then maybe moving everyone over in one one big batch or something like that. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. So that that is is that the current advice and strategy is leave people in their plans, but anybody new, experiment like crazy experiment all the time with new signups and then when you find one that works move everybody over to it i'm not sure if, if that's the, the 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 going advice that's what oh, we okay. settled okay. on <laughs> because it felt oh. like the, <laughs> it felt like the the smartest idea in a way yeah because well what, what yeah, were the just, other yeah. what are the tiny seed what are the other people in your cohort or your the mentors we have not that? talked to them yet <laughs> okay I would, yeah, I mean, uh, we have a mastermind call coming up right after this call okay. and we'll probably talk about it. Um, but there's, there's one other company who did something similar, uh, in, in the uh-huh. batch. Um, they have some, had a similar problem. Um, and they said it worked well for them to, to do this. And I think what they, they didn't even change the existing customers. They just rolled out a new pricing plan for new customers and yeah. left everything else untouched. Yeah. And I think it sounds like it's the best idea because this way you can you can you can experiment more. And if like existing customers complain because they see you got a way cheaper plan, you can still move them over. Um, right. But like yeah, we when we rolled out a nine dollar plan, we basically looked at the database and downgraded everyone who was like below the one hundred mm. users limit threshold. Yeah, and I mean that's basically shooting yourself in the foot, MRR wise, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because now they're on the nine dollar plan, and even though we kind of retired that, of course we didn't upgrade them again. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very hesitant to to just roll out the change to everyone um, just yet. All right, mm. whatever. Well, keep we see. Yay, pricing. <laughs> so, what's up with you? Um, let's see. Yeah, so after last week, I think the thing that stuck with me most from that conversation was towards the very end when you were like, you should just like, put less pressure on yourself to, for these things to, you know, turn into something. Um, and just have a little bit more fun with it and, uh, or something, you know, something to that effect that just really stuck with me most, especially because, you know, it rang so true because I realized, yeah, I've, I've not had fun with my like work <laughs> and my job in a while. Um, and, uh, and definitely, you know, I, I don't know the best way to put it other than there's definitely stretches of time where it, it doesn't feel like a beating. I'm not saying that, but just, wow, this is really fun. I would not do anything else other than this right now. If I could, it's just been a really long time. And so, um, 
yeah, I've just been thinking over that a whole, whole lot and trying to figure out a way to to rediscover that, uh, the, the, the fun factor. Um, I definitely think a huge piece of it is just taking the pressure off um, and finding a way to be a little more patient, content, etc. Um, but the, the difficult thing about that is that it's just balanced against, um, the other thing I mentioned of just not feeling the drive and fire, uh, that I've often felt. So, which I want back. I, I like, I want that, you know, I can't wait to, you know, get back to this and that, that feeling of excitement and energy, which is not always, you know, it doesn't, it's not always paired with patience. <laughs> so there's like a, a part of me that actually wants some, some urgency and, and just some ferocity. Anyway. Um, yeah, I've just been thinking over that a whole, whole lot. No, no big, uh, no big conclusions or, you know, eureka moments or anything, but that's just what's been rattling around in my head. Um, okay. So on the, on the headlamp side of things, um, it does look like I'm pretty close to signing a contract um, with to, to do some digital strategy work uh, with you know the, my old a, a friend of mine that I've I've mentioned who works at a mm-hmm. one of the upmarket yeah. companies. Um, that would be really exciting um, on multiple levels. So I'm like hopeful that this upcoming week we're kind of able to to finalize some things. There's like some pricing negotiation stuff that. He seems super uh, hesitant on, and I'm equally hesitant to negotiate against myself. I'm just not going to, you know, until the word is no. And okay, well, now let's negotiate. But so I'm still kind of waiting on that to to fully close. So fingers fingers crossed, man. Yeah, um, definitely. That'll be that would be a great that would be a, a huge win on the personal, you know, revenue side of things, and on the headlamp you know market research and and development um so that's where that's at uh on brand patrol i i'm feeling pretty certain that the idea as it exists like 500 monthly you know um concierge high touch service for the tech market um is is invalidated Um, okay i i reached out to, to plenty of people who were just like yeah i don't really have i don't really have that problem um we we kind of have to worry about trademark from time to time. It's ah, it's annoying, but I don't know. We're not gonna, not not for five hundred a month. Um, even even Adam, um, who like where the idea originated, you know, was like actually we're we're thinking that we may sort of uh, handle this with a um, with a with a VA as they come up. It's mm-hmm. like okay, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense then. What um. And so in terms of like that initial pitch, 500 bucks a month for a high touch service, um, I, I think it's pretty, I think, it, I don't think that there's a market. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's demand for it. What has come up um, is that there's potentially a niche for uh, direct-to-consumer Shopify brands who are, I've had a couple of people um, like, so, so one person like mentioned this brand uh, and, and included me in the tweet and the person was like, yeah, this is a daily thing for us. So reached out to them, 
uh, emailing back and forth. And that, you know, triggered the idea of, oh, uh, it's because this person does like, you know, uh, it's like a beard oil company on Shopify mm-hmm. uh, doing like, you know, a million plus a year. And so, um, so then I started emailing a bunch of other, uh, you know, Shopify brands uh, or sh- companies that do well on Shopify. And a number of them have said, yeah, this is, this is really annoying. Um, hmm. And uh, we, we deal with this, we deal with this all the time and we've kind of just given up on it because we have to send a whole bunch of these and they're just really annoying things. And we kind of have to do it because once you stop defending your trademark, then you no longer have a trademark. And so if you don't do it, then, you know, you could potentially be in, in trouble at the same time. We're not completely sure that just ignoring it isn't better. And so, um, the, and the, then the other niche of, of some people who've, who've shown some interest is course creators. And so, but, but what they're both, what both of those groups are saying is, uh, I mean, 500 bucks for, you know, you to go around and handling it. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not totally sure. What would be great is if there were just some tool that just monitored it for us and, you know, told us when they came up and there was some automated way of just sending the annoying follow-ups. Cause that's the hard part mm-hmm. is follow-up, 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 follow-up. Um, so that's, that's where that's at. Um, not, not to the point yet where I want to, you know, start, uh, proof of concepting, uh, you know, some sort of crawler or, you know, anything, but, uh, that's, that's where that stands. So, yeah. Interesting. What like what type of like trademark violations are those brands seeing? I, the first reaction was like, mm-hmm. huh, how does how does that even work? Yeah. Like are, are people reselling their stuff elsewhere or what's the not, problem there? Not reselling the exact stuff, but selling a knockoff and using pretty much the brand image. So for for the um for this, uh, it's basically like men's, you know, toiletries, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, boutique toiletries. Um, yeah, people will sell a knockoff product that is clearly intended to look as if mm-hmm. they're buying this product, but it's not the same thing. Um, with the clothing companies, it's like people will just straight up pull down all of their images um, with their, you know, their graphics, their graphic tees and put up a clone Shopify store with, mm. you know, their, all of their IP, all their designs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so just being able to monitor for those that, that appear and, you know, Shopify, what, what several people have said is Shopify makes it real easy to, uh, to make a claim. Um, what is annoying is that Shopify is not really good at responding to them timely. <laughs> and so you have to, you have to follow up constantly. And so, mm-hmm. um, so the thing that that's, so what's interesting there is very easily, easy, easy to identify, um, target market. You know, there are lists all over the place of Shopify, uh, based companies doing more than a million a year, um, yeah. or, you know, similar. What is, uh, what's the right word? What is not validating so far is that 
if you search the Shopify app store for uh, brand monitoring or trademark defense or anything like that, there's like nothing. Mm-hmm. So um, either, ooh, nice. This is the next little bolt-on service for these type of companies or, eh, it's not very, it's not a big enough problem to solve. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's where that stands. But I mean, at that price point, it doesn't really have to be an add-on in the add-on store, right? I mean, if you find like I, I don't think the yeah I don't five think the to twenty uh, companies who are interested and in just like using a service for this, that's I mean, that's all you need. Well, I, so I don't think that the price point will hold, um, okay? Because if it like the as people are describing the problem back to me, the solution that I kind of that I start to see is an automated service that just functions as a dashboard shows the user shows the company not not brand patrol like we're not um, you know concierging it anymore shows mm-hmm. the user here are here are all of the violations and here's the status and we just give you like you know mission control to, to handle all of those things mm-hmm. so it feels like that is more like a you know 99 129 a month kind of a thing okay okay fair enough because positioned as you know it's it's not this productivity tool that you're kind of expected to pay 39 dollars a month or whatever the you know the market is at like this is your brand equity and so it what you're paying for here is not a you know um, a project management tool you're paying for you know preserving your your brand and so yeah. that's just, uh, you know, higher, higher cost for what it does uh, or what it's, what it's uh, the outcome that it gets you, not the, not the complexity of the software. Interesting. So, and, and anything down of that, I just, I don't, just don't know that there's a big enough, don't th- know that there's a big enough market for it. Do you think there's a way to just like do this manually to start and just see if you can get like, someone to pay for it Mm -hmm. like maybe even (laughs) we we talked about Upwork and finding people to do some relatively stupid research on there (laughs) (laughs) maybe you just tell someone on Upwork hey here's this here's this online shop or online store please try to find knockoffs of this of this uh, of this store by just googling a lot or whatever Right. So that's, so this, this upcoming week is where I feel where uh, that, that'll be my goal for um, the conversations that I've started is, you know, another round of follow-ups with, with everybody um, either who hasn't responded to say, you know, Hey, it's me again. Um, or people who have, and to, to say, well, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Um, we're going to adjust this a little bit. And uh, this is what the, the offering will be. You know, you, would you be ready to sign up? Um, and just, yeah, give it another, put another little shoulder behind it for the next, next week or two, uh, and see what, see what comes from it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it, like, what has definitely made me realize is, um, I haven't done enough of these, this sort of like throw up a landing page in a couple of hours. Um, and that's it. And just start, start pitching it around. Um, and uh, there's there's a part of me that wants to just be like, I should do ten of those be- between now and the end of the year. <laughs> um, and 
it it just feels like way easier uh what's the right word like just kind of it 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 keeps me less attached um to any idea um to just to 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 get something up see if there's any you know traction with it okay yeah this this part of it is totally invalidated oh there might be something over here let's explore that a little bit um and just having something a, a little bit tangible um, yeah in terms of the landing page has been yeah i like the idea <laughs> just experimenting <laughs> more um yeah yeah because yeah. i feel like that's 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 really the way to go i think uh, one of my problems is that i get too attached to to my ideas mm. way too early and jump into code way too early mm. um and also come up with ideas that are only solvable by code or like yeah sort of mm. yeah well so the like the, the the final thing i will say that related to that is um yeah, because the other thing you said was was last like have a little more fun with it. It's like okay, well, so what would I do? Um, what would be fun? Um, and so I I thought okay, well, what if uh, who, who would I want to work with? Um, and the markets I would love to work with would be um, anything to do with fly fishing. I love fly fishing. Um, anything to do with board games. Hmm. And so I uh, reached out to I think like somewhere between 60 and 80 different board game publishers, like indie wow. board game publishers, <laughs> um, said, hey, I'm a developer, board game enthusiast, founder, you know, looking for my next thing. Um, I'm curious if you, uh, if, 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 if I were to build a web app that, that helped board game publishers, you know, run their business easier to help you, you know, manage part replacement uh, requests, community building, review management, um, supply chain, you know, management specific for board games, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what would that do? Um, so that's why I'm reaching out to you, uh, because you've got experience in, uh, running a, a publishing company. So sent out about 80 of those, um, got a handful of, yep, we, we have to deal with all of that. Um, we use Trello, Jira, Freshdesk, um, and you know, something else, I don't know, like a Google Docs, mm -hmm. um, you know, combined with Google Forms. Um, and it works, it works well enough. Yeah. So we're, thanks for reaching out. Um, but that's how we solve it right now. Um, plenty of people have said that. So on the one hand, there's this thing of, oh, sweet. So all of business is bundling or unbundling. <laughs> so is there, is there a bundle here or uh, there, there, their current solution is good enough. So yeah. they're not going to want to switch. Um, one person who's the CEO of a pretty well-known, um, pretty successful publishing company responded and was like, yeah, I started thinking about this about three years ago. We started building it nine months ago and it'll be finished in 12 to 18 months. And so on the one hand, I was like, okay, cool. It's the CEO of, of a, you know, publishing company is interested in this on the other oh holy moly man like <laughs> eight, 18 months to deliver and you've been working on it nine I, I don't think my reply is i think you might be going about this wrong <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think i say that quite yet um but anyway that's so that's a, a conversation that's happening there what it what it has developed what it has you know tangibly come up with so far is that one of the companies was like we're not ready for that yet but 
you build web apps, we need to build an online tool that will help our customers create and print their own custom cards for the game. Is that something you'd be interested in working with us to build? Um, I was like, yeah, definitely. So let's, let's tinker around with that. Um, so tiny little project uh, has already come out of it. Um, nice. And one, one other company said a similar thing. Like, we're not ready to build out a full application yet, but we could use some help with some of our ERP integration. Is that something you'd want to want to work with us on? So a um, couple little, yeah, a couple little irons in the fire over there. But all, all that has me doing is wanting to, okay, come up with two or three other markets to send basically that email to as well. Um, let's see what's That's happening. really, really smart. Um, yeah, kudos. <laughs> Good job of just like doing some cold outreach to people you'd like to work with, with Mm-hmm. nothing in particular to sell them uh, i think that's a good place to start <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah it feels it it definitely seems like okay i can get this you know process running to be able to do you know 50 to 75 uh cold outreaches per market per week yeah like, that'd be a great goal that would yeah feel, that would, and if anything, like some, some maybe some interesting consulting projects come out of it. Yeah, exactly. Just like yeah, yeah some something yeah. else done what you've been working on uh, already. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's cool. that's one thing that I I, I learned um, in the past is that like sometimes it's easier to impress people outside of the software industry with little software solutions like yes everyone in the software industry is like yeah mm, uh, yeah i've seen that before we just need another yeah. one of those well, whatever uh, <laughs> but it's not as cool as this other tool or whatever but people not so familiar with what what's possible uh, are easy easily blown away by easier yeah easier to impress that's by for a sure. good by a good tiny small niche software solution <laughs> yeah so maybe that's yep. something and i mean i don't i don't know about you but one of the things that bring me the most joy in terms of like working on software is like solving solving problems for people who really appreciate that you solve that problem yeah. for them yeah like yes. there's nothing like building small internal yeah. tools that make other people's lives easier yeah yes Totally agree. Totally agree with that, man. Um, let's yeah, that's it for me. Man, another another long episode. <laughs> yeah. Back to back, back to back lengthies. Yeah, yeah. Uh to, gone are the times of 20 minute episodes for some reason. I <laughs> at least for at least for a little bit. Yeah. Hey, okay, so I'm I'm here uh I'm here next week. Um following week. Uh I will not Oh, I'll not be on the show. So if you want to uh, find someone to yeah uh, to chat, or we can just take that week off. But um, that's that's right. Yeah, I thanks. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, I I think about it. <laughs> yep. Maybe just maybe be good to have a a vacation week or take a week off or something. So. Yeah, maybe maybe that as well. Maybe. Cool. We see. All right. Well. Cool. Uh, good. Good catching up. Yeah. Good talking. Have a good one. See you next week too. Later. Bye.